0: Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel, powered by InsideTexas.com. We have a special show today. I'm your host, Justin Wells, but we have somebody much, much more important on the docket. Our man, former Texas X, Kansas City Chief Defensive Lineman, and Super Bowl champion, Charles Amenahu, is joining us today. Charles, good morning, and, and how are you doing this morning, my man?
1: What's happening, Justin? I'm I'm good, man. I- Good to always see you, Brad. Happy to be on with you, man. I appreciate you.
0: Man, I we, we appreciate you. Uh give some some viewers an idea, you know, Charles is coming off of a knee surgery. Uh it's what knocked him out of the Super Bowl. He wasn't able to to play, but uh you know, he was in that AFC Championship game. He had that big strip sack against Lamar Jackson and so uh he's getting rehab. He's going to start rehab today and He's hoping to get back in, in in the right shape so he can be ready for, for the 2024 season. I, I know it's exciting. You know, Charles, I want to start from the beginning. You know, I was looking at some notes, and you and I have known each other for almost 10 years. I didn't know. Long. I didn't realize how long it's been. You know, <laughs> my partner Eric Nolene and I went to see you one time in Rowlett, and, uh, you know, there were a lot of highly recruited, highly rated guys in that 20, in that 15 class. And you jumped in early, you know, you jumped in early, but what was one of the biggest reasons why you picked Texas ultimately?
1: Um, Coach Strong, Coach Strong, Coach Runt. Those two, uh, I still have a relationship with them today. Um, Coach Strong just was somebody I gravitated to as as a father figure. Um, Somebody I gravitated to, somebody like a, almost like a, almost like a friend. And then Coach Rump just kind of sold it all together. Uh, unfortunately, I, Coach Rump was never able to coach me, but um, he did a good job selling my <laughs> coming to technical. <laughs> Um But now I appreciate those guys. Those two really uh, stood out in the recruiting process. Um, p Moore. <laughs> they they that uh, that that coaching staff just had a lot of personality that I like. Um, I was young. Uh, I didn't know much about the recruitment process in Texas. Was my first big offer. Yeah. And, um, it was kind of like an overwhelming kind of deal junior day. Uh, and I decided, I felt like Texas was my, was where I wanted to go. Um, I sometimes do tell myself I rushed into it. I thought that I, I should have dragged out the process a little bit longer. I felt like <laughs> I should have took a little more visits. Uh, feel like I could have looked at other schools, but I think when I look back at it, I feel like um, that was the best choice for me.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. And I, I remember going through that journey with you. And I remember there were some schools that came at you late. Florida State was trying to flip you, I remember. There yeah. there were some schools that, that wanted you. Um, one of the biggest things I remember is, you know, if you look back at that class, Charles, you weren't one of the highest-rated guys There was Malik Jefferson and and, and there was DeAndre McNeil and there was Chris Boyd. You were one of the lower rated guys. And it turns out you're probably going to have the best NFL career out of all of that group. What was that chip on your shoulder? Because that's something I feel like you've had your whole life. What were you thinking when you see all these big four and five stars making these moves and you weren't getting that recruiting love, that ranking love that you wanted? How did you use that chip?
1: Uh, I think it was just uh, how I've been my whole career just kind of sometimes overlooked and I had to go the hard way to uh, get the the respect I deserve, and I still feel that way. Even uh, going to year six in the league, I still feel like I gotta get that respect. It just, I don't know, man. Uh, I I used it as just motivation. Um, something I tell myself mentally. I'm somebody that when I I gotta tell myself that this person thinks that you're not good and i'll I'll make myself believe it I'll make myself believe in um and it'll make me just go harder and harder and harder and um i I used it for my whole time in Texas and it got me to where I am now.
0: You know, it's funny. People people remember, you know, Malik committing late in the cycle. That was a big deal. Number one linebacker, Chris Boyd jumping in late, him and Holton Hill jumping in late. And they were big deals. But you were one of the first ones in the class. You were one of the the big leaders, almost one of the bell cows trying to recruit other players. I remember how active you were. And then you get to Texas and you start to develop. And it took year after year until ultimately you were the 2018 big 12 defensive lineman of the year. And then you get to the sugar bowl against Georgia and y'all put a butt whooping on the bulldogs. You know, the, 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 funny part is you got to Texas, you left it better than you found it mm-hmm. you got to Texas. Y'all weren't sniffing a BC, uh, a New York city, uh, a new year's day bowl. Rather you weren't even mm-hmm. close to it, but by the time you left, you guys were winning the Sugar Bowl, beating a a prominent Georgia team. What did that mean to you going into that? You know, being that being that leader of this class, but then also you left Texas better than you found it, Charles.
1: I mean, yeah, I think that was what, what that's what our goal was. Um obviously you wanted to do it with with Charlie because that's who brought us in. Yeah. But uh that was our goal is to Build Texas back up, and that's what I think that class kind of our identity was to bring the swag back to Texas, um, bring that dominant feeling back. And, um, yeah, I, I it took me year after year, got better and better and better, um, got bigger, got stronger, uh, got faster, yeah, um, learned how to use my link. And, I remember my senior year from that Kansas State game on. Uh, yeah, I had I had a run, man, where it was like every game I was killing somebody. It was something going on. And then I stamped it the Georgia game where I just felt like man, I was um, a disruptive force. And so I think for me to the NFL that it wasn't just the big 12 that i could go out and, and and throw around it was the SEC boys that they so claimed are these big bad players
0: yeah, so, yeah. you proved yourself you proved yourself on the biggest stage yeah. and i think that was you know knowing you the whole time i think that was Oklahoma
1: a good game uh Oklahoma game the the shootout that we had and then in the big 12 championship game where i, I had a stomach flu i don't i don't think a lot of people even knew that
0: I didn't know that.
1: Hey, I had a stomach, I had stomach virus that whole game. I got, <sighs> I got the little shot to try and help out. And I still ended up getting a sack and like six tackles or whatever
0: I got. But yeah, you yeah. Did. <laughs> you did. I remember that Kansas State game because if that play you made on the quarterback right, I think was right, it was almost a safety. Yeah, and I remember thinking safe. in 2023, you might get dinged for targeting. Or hitting the yeah. quarterback too hard. You know, because yeah. it was that was a play I could have seen a ref throwing the flag, but that's just your nature. And then yeah. the Oklahoma game, you you had a, a coming to Jesus moment with Kyler Murray.
1: I don't <laughs> think he was ready,
0: but you and Brecken and Hager, when y'all had those those sacks back to back, y'all had that football, you had that bat swing, that's mm-hmm. when we saw their singing your 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 personality come out on the field. Do you mm-hmm. believe that?
1: Yeah that the, uh that drive that i had back to back i think i had back to back sacks yeah on that drive yeah um and then the the infamous baseball swing <laughs> that, uh it did it kind of shoot it did show my personality who i was growing my growing into somebody that i love knocking off who they claim to be the best i loved um playing on the biggest stages i loved playing on the biggest stages and showing that I'm one of those top players and it was fun. Yeah, I think it started it started off the the, the confidence that I, I've grown into.
0: I love that. I love that. Draft day. Fifth round rolls around. The Houston, mm-hmm. Texas, in state team. They they yeah. give you the phone call. You 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 got that shot. You knew you were going to the league. You know, Eric, yeah. our, our man Eric Nalina told you in, in high school, dude, you your best. Football is ahead of you in the league. Like this is an NFL player. We all kind of we we all kind of knew the inside of you, and so the Texans give you the call. What was your emotion? What was that first emotional feeling when you got that phone call from the Houston Texans and and they and they and they made and they made you that draft pick in the fifth round?
1: Uh oh, boy that that was that. (laughs) The wait was long. Long long. Um, unexpected wait. Um but uh, at the end of the day I got my chance and it was satisfying satisfying and uh highly emotional and everybody saw the videos and that video went viral uh of <laughs> my <laughs> mom <laughs> um but it was a day that I'll never forget um being drafted a fifth round pick 161 um I remember yeah, and how how I felt um, I think almost uh, the time I, I don't think I remember the time it might have been like 1.20 or something like that maybe something like 1 o'clock something around like one thirty or something but yeah pick round 5 pick 161 and uh, I remember how I felt um, I was emotional I was mad I was hurt I was happy I was everything and then I remember the next day, I really looked to myself of how all these teams, they passed on you, they looked over you, they thought this, this is the third, um, you gonna make all of them wish that they never did. And uh, we fast forward six years later, I think I've done okay.
0: Charles, <laughs> your MO has always been proving people wrong. Yeah. Because you've always kind of been, an, I wouldn't say always an underdog, because we, we, people saw your talent schools wanted you in high school you know they knew to watch for you your junior and senior year in college but you carried that that chip on your shoulder into the NFL you had a great mm-hmm. first year in Houston then you get shipped to San Francisco and all of a sudden it's it, it's it's the other side of the country and it's a playoff atmosphere and playoff team and and and, and then you get to be a free agent and, and and make that decision to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs how did you carry that chip from high school to college, how much did it grow once you got into the league and once you figured out I, I can play with these guys and I can actually excel?
1: So, my rookie year, I had a good rookie year. Then, my second year, um, you, uh, you think you're about to be a starter, then they switch up on you. Then, your third year, you think you're about to be the, the face of the D line and they switch up on you. Then, uh, whole fiasco. You want then you get traded. Um, you get traded to San Fran. You get a fresh start though. Yeah. So you kind of feel a little bit better, but you still remember how the team, excuse me, how the team that drafted you did you so crazy. Honestly, like um, I'll never forget that. To be honest, I'll never forget how I thought I was gonna be. In Houston, my whole career, I thought I was going to be the next, like, base of the D-line, and um, they kind of just lie, <laughs> um, if I'm being honest. Uh, and then get traded, and you have a little, like I said, first start, breath the fresh air. I appreciate the Niners. I think the Niners uh, made me see the better side of organizations um and then i mean business is business you know you couldn't i played well enough to where they couldn't pay me yeah so then um i signed an okay deal i had things that came up in my personal life to where i feel like i wasn't able to capitalize as much as i wanted to right agency but i was blessed enough to sign a, a a decent deal for the market that was what the d line were going in. And now I'm in Kansas City. Uh, a great organization. Uh, coach Reed, Class A coach. Um, coach Spaggs, Class A coach. Brett Veach. That's like, Brett Veach, my dude. I, 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 I rock with Brett. Uh, uh, Joe, a good coach. Um, and you were a Super Bowl winning team that just to try to do it the right way. Um, and the biggest thing, how I keep my, to the tip of my shoulder now is just like, I feel like I should be paid more. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I should be in discussion of, maybe not in the realm of the, of the Miles Garrison, the Bucs, cause you gotta be rude to yourself. Maybe not in that discussion, but the second tier guys, the next tier for sure. For sure. I should be in that discussion we you- uh pro uh getting the discussion of getting there for the pro Bowl trying to, now I put dipping my name in the pro Bowl so when you see my name on the ballot it ain't crazy, it ain't like, oh, where he comes from it's like, okay, yeah, he's starting to get his respect I think i'm i'm that's where I want to move into I think it may i might have been, I might have moved into that after this year yeah uh, um so that's where my motivations at I want to get paid like the the second tier kind of guys. I want to start pushing my name for that Pro Bowl. I want to, um, where it's not surprised when I'm going six games in a row with a sack. Where it's not surprised that in the championship game, I get a sack. Look at the last three playoff games I've had.
0: Oh, productive in all three.
1: Since 2021.
0: Yeah, productive well. on the biggest stage. It, it was almost like you were meant to do that.
1: I'll say just look at them. I ain't gonna lie. Just look at them strip sack in the last three games, and I have had strip sack in three straight playoff games.
0: And not many guys in the NFL can say that today, Charles. Not many guys can ever. They weren't that like just. Sack. They
1: weren't like just strip sack in the first quarter. They're like to move to change momentum of the game. Twenty twenty one versus the Cowboys, we oh. strip sack. Uh, I <laughs> said <last, last laughs> second and a half. Then uh, 2022 Seattle game strip sack to change the game, and then 2023 or 2024 uh, strip sack guy was. They said he was wide. I didn't even know he was wide open on the post route. So my motivation is just to get paid more and to be in that in that uh, second tier of guys, and just to for it to not be a surprise. When um, I'm making those plays, I, I hate the feeling of a surprise or, like, that crazy. I, I, I read into this stuff. I I see it, and I hate that thought process that this is a surprising thing. Um, it shouldn't be. I work. I work hard. Um, I deserve it, to be honest. Yeah. And whoever thinks otherwise, just go put the tape on if you're blind or dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to go to that Baltimore Ravens game. I mean, it's yeah. early, and and the Ravens were the favorites. You know, to, you know Patrick Mahomes pushed up that, that that last two or three months of hey, we're the underdogs and we shouldn't be, and I, and mm-hmm. I think you guys proved that. But you get that strip sack on Lamar, and then you go down with that injury, and and I got to tell you, you know, it was emotional on this side. I can't yeah. imagine the emotions you went through. What was your first thought when you just realized? Man, I just made this amazing play. I just changed the, the 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 you know the idea of this game, and now I may not even get to to live that dream and play in the Super Bowl in two weeks. What were the immediate emotions and the feedback from the Kansas City Chiefs fans seemed immeasurable.
1: Yeah, um, the play was. Uh, I was. I mean, I was. I, I do a lot of stuff. I'll talk during the game. I tell myself like you know your time coming. You are gonna make the play. Just be cool, be calm. Never get too high. Never get too low. Um, I'm almost very borderline emotionless. Okay. After I get after I'm hyped up and all that I, during the game, I'm very mellow. Like I'm not the type to be unless until I make a play. But then I once I make the play once I make a play, then it's like I'm to I'm to the stratosphere. But till then. Right. I'm very calm and mellow and just be like, right, I'm just going to just flow. Um, play action, made the play. Um, and I was feeling myself. I felt good. I felt, I was like, you got strip sack in the second quarter. This looks like a game where you're going to have two of them. That's how I felt. I honestly felt like that game was going to be like two sack game. Um, Stominant. I just felt like it was going to be one of those games that I put it in my back pocket, it's like, yo, you can't take this performance away from me. Um, I had to, I had the same feeling I had the Seattle playoff game when I had two sacks in the strip. Um I felt like it was gonna be that. But um, next play, a read option. Made plant tried to meet him at the spot. Um got there. As I got there he's cutting back. I planted and it went. And um, I didn't think I tore my ACL at that point. I thought maybe just I did something little crazy tweak. and strain or something. something? Yeah, no, I'd be able to come back and uh, fast forward. They do the MRI and they told me my ACL was torn and I was in shock. I was in shock. I was mad. I started crying. I was wondering why this happened to me. All the typical emotions that happened. Um, and then the thought process not being able to play in the Super Bowl was crazy. Cause I I think I live for big games. I think that those excite me. Um, other games they turn me up too, but like to play in a Super Bowl, like that's that's something that yeah, like
0: top of the hill.
1: I talk about wanting to be stamped and want to be respected. You make a play in that game it forever, will be talked about, you know. So yeah, um. Hopefully the opportunity comes back again. I think I'm on the right side of things to where I have a high possibility of that. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I just got to get healthy. Um, Attack rehab, like I've attacked these first five years of being in the league. And really, the last, what, 10 10 years of playing football? Yeah, it's been more than the
0: last five years, man. As long as I've known you, you've been attacking, getting better, uh, you know, proving the naysayers wrong. You went through, You got to watch Charlie Strong and Tom Herman. You played for both those guys. They didn't, they didn't exactly have the best you know, finality when, when it came to mm-hmm. Austin. Then this man, Steve Sarkisian, comes in. And I remember you and I have talked about it at length. You're like, you know, Justin, mm-hmm. what's going on here in recruiting? What's going on in this program? You're so mm-hmm. interested in bought in. You're a burnt orange guy through and through. And that's why I think Texas fans have so much respect and love for you. What do you think about Sark in year three? after the after three years, you know, obviously they, man, a little bit man, each Sarka. year and now they're in the playoff, winning the big twelve.
1: Man, yeah, listen, you ain't even gotta name it down. Sarka boss. Sarka's a boss. They I think um if they don't give this man a lifetime contract, they're sick. Um the fact they brought him to to the to to the college football playoff just this last even two years even before this I was telling people like believe in Sark. He's done it. He knows what it looks like. He yeah. knows what an uh, uh, NFL team supposed. To, he knows what NFL team supposed to look like. He knows what a college team that is an NFL team supposed to look like. He knows what a good quarterback look like. He knows what good receivers look like. He knows the blueprint. Just let him do his thing. But I think Texas be want to be in a rush. I think we use the 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 Longhorn thing and expect us to snap a finger and we're good. We were terrible. We sucked for a while. Yeah. Um, the eighteen team, my senior year team, was the last team that was decent at all.
0: Yeah.
1: So to think they're just going to turn around with Magic wand, it's crazy. But now that he's here, I have 100% belief in Sark. I won't question Sark. I won't think twice about what he does. Cause, I mean, I, t- I text Sark. I, I remember when they had a little contract thing, I texted and I was like, please don't leave. <laughs> It's not, it's not gonna be nothing better. It's not gonna be nothing better for Texas. So I'm glad they got all that done. I'm glad that. I hope nobody's in his ear. I hope no booster, no, no reporter. I hope no, no nobody is telling this man how to run the ship because he knows how to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think he's in he's in full control, and and I think that's why Texas is having that success. You said it. He he knows the blueprint. He's seen through all the steps, NFL with the Falcons, USC with, with under Pete Carroll when they were running it. Then he goes to Alabama and gets a dose of a Nick Saban degree on coaching and how to run a program in this NIL era. And in this uh, transfer portal era, do you feel like Sark is, is the perfect guy to sort of guide Texas through this new age of college football athletics?
1: Yeah, you've seen it. You see it. He did this, this, offseason that I had I'm excited to see them two defensive ends.
0: Yeah. The boy from
1: UTSA and um Colin Simmons.
0: Trey Trey Moore and Colin Simmons. Absolutely. Yeah, um, they
1: they they had two defensive tackles, that's gonna be first second round picks. Then they got two defensive ends, it's gonna be first first round picks, second round picks, whatever the case may be. And you got I think starting those when you got pass rush And the secondary, you can be all right. You ain't got to be elite when you have passers. So you got two edge guys that are legit. And, you know, you got to see what Colin going to do. But, I mean, hopefully you can run around on them fat dudes. <laughs> like, you know? Like, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> when you got two guys, when you got elite D-line play, you can, I mean, you can do anything. I think the Washington game showed that they need edge rushers. Yeah. They had him in the middle. Um, but you, you can push the plot. <gasps> you can push the pocket so much. You gotta get them guys that are on the edge, and you can't blitz great quarterbacks. You know, the, I think the Washington guy is gonna be a top three round pick. Michael so Penix, yeah, you yeah. You just can't sit there and just blitz them all the time. Um, I, I didn't really watch the National Championship game, but the little I did watch, I think Michigan front D line just overwhelmed them. Yeah, yeah. So you know. It, I, they probably didn't blitz too much. And they had that one corner that was strapped. So Will Johnson. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what's going to do it.
0: I think for Sark, also the biggest indicator of, of some works of his success, you're about to see a lot of Longhorns in the NFL over the next couple of years. I mean, a yeah. lot. You got 11 at the Combine coming in April. You're going to have another eight or nine probably next year. So you're about to you're about to see a lot of burnt orange brethren Joining you in the NFL, Charles. Mm -hmm. I can't thank you enough, man. It's so good to see you. I'm glad that you got your surgery over with. I know that you're about to jump into rehab. You do that, you jump into everything with a full heart. Uh, You and I talk Mm -hmm. about it a lot. You know, both God fearing men. We know what our purpose is on life. And I'm just so thankful that you got Mm -hmm. to join us today, man. Mm -hmm. Get safe. Get healthy. You know, keep keep doing what you do. Say hi to your parents for me. And uh, I, 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 I can't wait to catch up with you soon when, when you get back yes. in football mode. Because I think you're, you're you're part of a dynasty now in Kansas City, and y'all about to make a little run. And so I cannot yes. wait to watch you on TVs for these this next 2024 season. You need to get right, Charles.
1: I will. I promise you that.
0: Man, we should appreciate it. And thank you guys for joining us on the Inside Texas YouTube channel brought to you by InsideTexas.com. This has been my special edition with Super Bowl champion and Texas X charles Amenahu. Until then, yes, hook them. Hook em.